from the Carter Subaru Studios. This is Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I am Jake Skorheim, your host. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We really do appreciate it. It's a ton of fun. We just get to hang out and have fun, especially this 9 p.m. hour. This is the hour we get to let our hair down. Super easy. We just get to chat with you guys. They also let us do a bunch of stories after 9 p.m. that they kind of frown on a little bit in the earlier parts of the show. So this is where we really get to have some fun. All right, so uh, let's get into it. First off, if you haven't downloaded the podcast yet, we're putting some great stuff up there now that you cannot get on the air. Literally exclusive stuff. You can't get it here, and you're not going to want to miss any of it. So go download the podcast. Kyra Nice with Jay Scorheim. Hit that subscription button. Don't just go to the website and hit play and listen to it. Yes, you can do that. You can listen to the show, and it's in pure HD. Sounds like I'm inside your head if you've ever wanted to have that. But we really like when you subscribe to the podcast because then it goes right to your phone, and you never have to worry about getting it. You just wake up one morning and poof, like the tooth fairy. I have arrived, and I'm there on your phone. Three hours and extra great stuff now. So even more than three hours, like a lot of extra stuff. So you're going to enjoy it. We're starting to do extra interviews there. I just posted this great interview the other day with this buddy of mine. I'm not using any last names because these are stories that sometimes people don't want to be known for, but they do have these crazy stories that they're happy to share. And I want to be the place where people can share their stories, even if they don't want to be known for them. So if you actually have a story like this, get in touch with me through social media. You can email me. You can uh, get me through the show webpage and let me know what your story is. And if it uh, seems enticing and uh, I think it might work, then yeah, we're going to get you on the show. It'll be a lot of fun. All right, let's get to it. We have a lot of stuff to get to. This was really funny, actually. I, don't, I mean, this is probably a little bit too much information about my family, and I don't want this to reflect, reflect poorly on my wife, although it will, um, but I love my wife very much. So she's no, she knows I'm telling this story. I already told it a little bit earlier in the show, and she's, she didn't text me, and she wasn't angry or anything, so I think it's okay. I can tell you guys, too. So at my kid's school, um, I don't know if you guys kids schools do this, but my kids are in elementary school. And one of the things that they do in elementary school is they send home these uh, books. They call them like family reading opportunities and only it's required. Now we read to our kids all the time, every single night. I, you know, when I can, when I'm not doing the show, like on the weekends, every single night I read to my uh, kids and my wife reads to them every single night when they go to bed. So I get my reading in, in the morning actually with them, but we really do. We try to read to your kids. Everybody talks about how great it is to read to your kids it's also a wonderful experience. Any parent knows this. Anybody who's ever had a parent knows this. You look back on your childhood and you think about the time you were sitting down with your parents or your grandparents and they're reading to you. It's very warm, right? Like that's a nice thought. So anyway, uh, the school's trying to encourage this, which is great. And kids who read a lot tend to do better in school, which is obvious. I don't even need to state that. So they sent home this book. And these books are interesting because they're always like, you know, the school, the school's choosing these books and uh, it's all about it. It's always about a kid who's kind of going through something and they're having issues with something and, you know, whatever. I mean, that take, take that for what it is. But I think this one, I don't know what the kids are going through on this one. I think they're lactose intolerant or, or whatever, but we're, we're pretty behind because we read other stuff to them too. So we just like forget. Sometimes we're not like trying not to read the book. We just forgot to read the book. So my wife the other day, she goes, uh, she goes, oh, hey, we've, we've, been, we've been really behind on this book. You're supposed to read like a chapter a day. And then the kids get together at the end of the week and they talk about what they've been reading. So one of our kids comes home. Uh, I don't know what's going on in the book. And so we're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, we forgot to read this book. It happens to every parent. Don't judge us. So we forget to read this book. And so my wife, she gets this idea in her head and she tells me about it. She's all excited. She goes, I'm going to, uh, um, I, I ordered the audiobook, And I'm like, wait a minute. I think they want us to read 
with the kids. And she's like, well, we do read with the kids, but like this specific book, like we just don't have time to read it. So we're going to get the audio book and we'll just listen to it either while they're in the car or maybe like, you know, while they're eating breakfast or something like that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is the opposite of what they want you to do. They want you to sit down with a kid and they want you to read with them. And I'm like, sweetie, I don't, I just don't think this is it. I don't think you should be reading the book, uh, listening to the book. It's kind of sending the opposite message to the kids. And she goes, no, 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 it's fine. We're going to read this. And so I'm like, all right, whatever. Because, you know, you don't argue with your wife. And so the other morning, uh, I come out into the living room and her and uh, our kids, you know, to their credit, they're sitting around and they're they're making some headway into this family book, except uh, they're listening to it. They're not reading it. They're listening to it. And it's going really fast. I'm like, what is this? Like, this is like, uh, this doesn't make sense. Is this the audio book? And she's like, well, we're really far behind, as I mentioned. So they're listening to it at two times speed. You guys know how you can do that on your phone? Like if you wanted to, not that you would, but on the podcast, for instance, there's a little button down at the bottom. Let's say you wanted to get all the information and you wanted to have fun with the show, but you don't have three hours. And so you say, Hey, you know what? I do have an hour and a half. I could listen to it all in an hour and a half. So I'm going to listen to Jake at two times speed. And then it's me talking even faster than I already talk, which I don't recommend. And, uh, anyway, so they're listening to this book. I think they're going to knock it out in no time because they're literally going twice as fast as they should. And they're listening to it. So that's just what they're doing. I don't know what that says about the state of parenting and reading. To me, when I was a kid, call me old-fashioned, but when we were a kid, we actually read the books we were supposed to read. We didn't just listen to them very, very quickly. But as long as they're getting the information, I guess that's fine. All right, let's get to it. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Did you guys watch the Super Bowl yesterday? Um, all right, so this was I found this interesting, and I'm not hating on Taylor Swift at all. I just couldn't care less that her Travis, uh, what's his name, Travis Kelsey are dating. But... Uh, usually when you watch the Super Bowl, one thing that is kind of fun is that they show all these different celebs because it's like, it's the hottest ticket in town. And this one's in Vegas. Can you guys imagine how fun it would be to be in Vegas watching the Super Bowl? That would be a blast. If I had tickets, I would have gone the whole week leading up to it and then probably stayed a couple of days after. Although Vegas kind of is not that fun. It's like two, two nights in Vegas is pretty much all you need. And then beyond that, it just starts to feel kind of sad. Uh, that's my personal opinion. You may not agree with that. Anyway, uh, all the different celebrities who are at the game, I have no idea because they didn't show any of them. All they showed was Taylor Swift and so much so that one, uh, one of my, um, uh, I had a Super Bowl party, had a bunch of people over and we watched the game. One of my guests was like, hey, it'd be really fun. Why don't we play a drinking game? I guess they'd seen this online or something. Why don't we play a drinking game every time they show Taylor Swift's face or her reaction or something on the big screen? Why don't we take a drink? Now, I'm not trying to endorse drinking. Like, if you don't drink, that's fine. I'm a person who sometimes, I, I enjoy a drink, obviously. Uh, and so I said, uh, no, that's a bad idea because they're going to show her a lot and we're all going to die of alcohol poisoning. Bad deal. So we decided not to, which is a good thing because they did show her a ton, a ton. This was the part that I found confusing. And do you guys, did you guys find this too? Even what, because Travis Kelsey did not have a fantastic game yesterday. He didn't do a ton. He did some, but like not a lot. He wasn't the hero of the game. The hero of the game was kind of Patrick Mahomes, who kind of put the team on his back late in the game. He scored some first downs. He had a couple of incredible throws. And what was actually kind of a boring Super Bowl ended up being kind of interesting because it went into overtime, but only because they didn't really score much. And it just wasn't super interesting. But every time, every time they did something halfway interesting, they cut to a shot of Taylor. It was like Taylor Swift and uh, uh, Blake Lively. And I think it was Ice Spice all just hanging out, just like jumping up and down, super excited. 
even when it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, um, I'm sorry, um, Travis Kelsey, who, again, didn't really do much. And I was wondering, like, how the other people are feeling about this because Patrick Mahomes' wife, she's also there, I assume. She's there watching her husband. And even when he would do something amazing, they just shot, took a shot, uh, uh, cut to Taylor Swift of her, like, excited. And I'm just like, oh, I wonder if Patrick Mahomes' wife would rather they show her being excited about her husband doing something cool. Um, but anyway, so that was, like, something that we noticed in the game. You guys can text me, 888-973-5476. If you guys enjoyed the game, did you, were you a Kansas City Chiefs fan? My son, who is a big-time uh, bandwagon fan, who's ever winning, he's a super fan. Although he did root for, root for the Chiefs the entire season. And so uh, he was very, very excited last night. He was the only person in the room rooting for the Chiefs. We have a lot of West Coast people in our family, a bunch of people from uh, uh, Southern California. So we were rooting for the 49ers, even though it felt bad. But I guess they're still kind of the closest we had to a local team. And so we were rooting for the 49ers. But my son, rooting for the Chiefs, shoved it on our faces when they won. And uh, uh, but oh, So there were some interesting things that happened during the game. One of them was... Uh, the RFK Jr. ad. Did you guys see that ad in the middle of the game? I was actually totally caught off guard by it because I didn't expect to see it. And it costs a lot to get a Super Bowl ad. But Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running for president. He's like probably in third place, I guess, right now behind Joe Biden, Donald Trump. And I guess it would be RFK Jr., right? But he had this ad that I thought was pretty good in the middle of the Super Bowl. And it really highlighted his Kennedy family name. There's all these pictures from the 1960s of the whole Kennedy clan, and it sounded like a 1960s commercial. I just, I liked it. A man for president who's seasoned through and through. A man who's old enough to know and young enough to do. Well, it's up to you. It's up to you. It's strictly up to you. American Value 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement. Did you hear the part in the middle that they played there? A man who's old enough to know but young enough to do. Listen to this part right here. Do you want a man for president who's seasoned through and through? A man who's old enough to know and young enough to do. I mean, that's that's a great point. He is young. I mean, he's got the name. He's got a bunch of stuff going for him. He's kind of an interesting X factor. He's got a lot of interesting ideas that are a little bit out there, kind of crazy. But he does have the Kennedy name. And he looks like a Kennedy and he's like actually like super ripped. I don't know what he's doing all the time, but he's working out and he's super ripped and he's young enough to do, which highlights how old Biden is and how old Donald Trump is. But it did get me thinking as I was watching this. Oh, and by the way, um, right after that ad aired, apparently his family was not happy about it. And so he had to give an apology. Listen to this. So I guess uh, one of his family members, Bobby Shriver, who I guess would be his cousin, right? Is that how it would work out? Uh, Bobby Shriver posted, uh, he said, my cousin's Super Bowl ad used our uncle's faces and my mother's. She would be appalled by his deadly health care views. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is, of course, very much a vaccine skeptic. Um, but he said in this uh, post here, Bobby Shriver said, um, she would be appalled by his deadly health care views. Respect for science, vaccines, and health care equity were in her DNA. He's talking about his mother there. And then, uh, so two hours later, RFK actually addressed this on X formerly Twitter. And he said, I'm so sorry if the Super Bowl advertisement caused anyone in my family pain. The ad was created and aired by the American Values Super PAC, which is, you know, he doesn't control control his Super PAC, uh, but it is 
there to help him get elected. Um, he said, without any involvement or approval from my campaign, FCC rules prohibit super PACs from consulting with me or my staff. I love you all. God bless you all. So he did have to apologize for it. Again, he's not connected to the super PAC, but they do try to get him elected. They obviously have, uh, you know, believe in his values and believe in what he's trying to trying to get elected for. He's still promoting the ad, though, online. So I guess it's not that big of a deal. It did get me thinking, though, like, let's say in some future scenario, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he is he's a very interesting person. Like my wife, who's not super into politics, and I'm not actually super into politics. I'm just kind of forced to be aware of politics because of the job. But she heard that he was running and she's like, oh, that's really interesting. And I was like, well, he does have one kind of flaw. He's got this thing with his throat that affects the way he talks. I actually looked this up so I can figure out what it was. Uh, according to ABC News, it's called spasmodic dysphonia. It is a specific form of an involuntary movement disorder called dystonia that affects basically just the voice box. And so it's not life-threatening. Uh, and it can certainly affect how somebody talks and how they, you know, how they function in life because it can make them challenging to say the least to listen to and it got me thinking like can you imagine if a year from now when they're doing the state of the union in 2025 and you know they have to introduce a president this will happen we're going to have one of these three guys likely it's going to be robert f kennedy jr it's going to be biden or it's going to be trump and there's going to be a state of the union mr speaker the president of the united states <laughs> And when the State of the Union happens, it's going to be one of these three guys. And it just made me feel like, all right, these are not all like perfect options, obviously. So this is how Kennedy would sound if he gets up there and he's doing the State of the Union. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you, Dennis Kucinich, for your friendship and for your guidance and for all the hard work you put into this campaign. And thank you to all the people of New Hampshire for keeping democracy alive. And, uh, and particularly retail politics, which is what we need in this country. We need our politicians. Um, instead of taking billions of dollars from billionaires and, and uh, aerially bombing our country with advertisements, we need a place where people actually, politicians have to come and be vetted in barber shops and diners and gas stations and, and nail salons and ask real questions by real people and have to interact with Americans to understand what's happening on the ground level in this country today. And New Hampshire is the place where that happens. So we need to bring the primaries back here. So you can kind of hear how difficult it is for him to speak. And that was a one minute clip. The average day of the union is about 36 minutes. So it might be a little hard to listen to, but I feel bad for the guy because he does, again, he looks presidential. I like a lot of the stuff he says. I think a lot of the stuff he says is just totally out there and crazy. But all politicians are kind of crazy. I mean, Biden, if he's given a speech, if he's given the State of the Union, let's say he's reelected, he's going to get lost, maybe. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. I'm... We're going to get a lot done. We're going to get a lot done. And then Trump, if Trump's up there and he's given the State of the Union, let's say he's elected for a second time, there is the possibility he doesn't sound super presidential. No, no, Christie's he's eating right now. He can't be bothered. <laughs> Sir, please do not call him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't ridiculous. call him. See, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. You can't do it. No, he can't. You can't do that. He can't. 
So now, because you're not allowed to do that, and therefore uh, we're not going to do it, okay? We want to be very civil, right? Very, very civil, yes. Everybody says that about Trump. He's very, very civil. Uh, but yeah, so you're going to have Robert F. Kennedy, you're going to have Joe Biden, you're going to have Donald Trump, which is kind of like this Bermuda Triangle of bad options that I'm not loving. But that's politics. That's what we got to do. You got to pick one of these guys. So good luck, America. That's what you got to do. Uh, all right, quick side note. I was actually thinking about this. This was kind of interesting to me. So Bobby Shriver, who you heard of just a second ago, he posted that X, um, he posted that tweet or X, whatever you call it, saying he was critical of his cousin, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., using his mom's picture on his ad. Think about this, Bobby Shriver. So he is married, I'm uh, not married to, that'd be weird. He's married, again, not married. He is sister. He is related to. He is the brother of Maria Shriver. Now, Maria Shriver used to be married to Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course. Arnold Schwarzenegger was also featured heavily yesterday during the Super Bowl for his ad. He had this uh, ad on State Farm. Not on. He had this, Arnold Schwarzenegger had this ad for State Farm. Thank you, Agent State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cut. Hey, Arnold, I'm hearing neighbor. It's neighbor. That's what I said. Neighbor. 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 Hey, let's go again. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Cut. Now what? Neighbor. Yeah, neighbor. Just like it's written on the paper. <laughs> neighbor. That was the sheep. And you know it. Neighbor. That was funny. There wasn't actually a ton of funny ads yesterday. When I was a kid, I felt like every single ad was hilarious. Maybe that's just because I was a kid and I just expected them to be funny. And so they were. They weren't that funny. Uh, I could tell that they were trying, but they definitely weren't that funny. But here's the other crazy thing. All right. So Bobby Shriver was complaining about his cousin RFK Jr. getting an ad and the message of that ad. But then he also had Arnold Schwarzenegger, his former brother-in-law. And he also had an ad of his nephew-in-law, Chris Pratt. Just this. You look like the Pringles guy. No, I don't. Posted. Chris Pratt is giving this to people. Identical. Pringles. Chris, I have the role of a lifetime for you. <laughs> Pretty sweet mustache. Uh, that's Chris Pratt's Pringles ad. So yeah, Bobby Shriver has a lot of family represented in the Super Bowl yesterday. All right, we have a lot to get to. We have so much stuff. I didn't have a chance to even get through any of the stuff I wanted to. So we're just going to get to it in this hour. It's going to be fun. Stick around. It's going to be great. We're going to be right back here on Carbon Nights. Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to Kyra Nights. All right, I saw this story last week, and I wasn't sure if you guys caught this when I covered it, but I just want to mention it again because I found it kind of interesting. PETA, you know PETA, the uh, people for the people for the ethical treatment of animals, they have apparently solved everything. Like, they have solved everything. So congratulations to them. Good job for them. Because on PETA's website, they just had this press release the other day. This was on Friday. And they said, this is on Friday on Peter's website, Peter sent a letter to Aaron Landrum, president and CEO of Wichita-based Chance Rides, the largest manufacturer of amusement rides in the country, asking that the company end the production and sale of animal-themed carousels that normalize the use of animals as conveyances and amusements. Peter points out that the animals used for rides and other forms of entertainment, including camels, horses, elephants, and dolphins. Just imagine anything on carousels. You guys get this. Um... 
They also have unicorns on there, but they don't mention those. I guess that's because they're fictional. Uh, they're often beaten into submission. Uh, that's not fun. Deprived of everything that's natural and important to them, and even slaughtered once their bodies wear out. And the public opinion has turned against such acts of human domination over other species. Now, last time I wrote a carousel, I don't think that they were actually stuffed real animals that had died. I think they were just carved out of wood. And so I guess Pe uh, Peter's trying to save the wooden animals, I guess. Uh, Peter says, children learn through play and teaching them to have respect and compassion for all living things. Feelings, beings can help create or more just, uh, a just and merciful world. Peter urges Chance Rides and all other carousel manufacturers to hit the brakes on old-fashioned animal-themed rides and embrace design that engage children's imagination and showcase human talent. You could also make the argument that when somebody rides a carousel and they jump on, say, a beautiful horse. Like, imagine the horses that are featured on the uh, movie Mary Poppins. When those kids are riding those horses. You remember those ones in that cartoon sequence? When you're jumping on one of those things, this is like for a lot of kids, they don't get a chance to ride horses. And so then they jump on one of these carousel horses and they think, oh my gosh, this is really great. And they develop a love for these animals. And maybe that turns into a lifelong, like, compassion for these animals, that suddenly they want to make sure that horses are protected or maybe they even want to own horses someday so that they can, uh, you know, uh, make that horse's life a better life. That's just my, that's my suggestion to PETA and maybe they should consider those things before they demand that people shut down carousels or maybe they should solve other animal issues before they start taking on uh, fake animals. They might do that. Are they going to turn to like stuffed animals next? Because that, to me, kind of sends the same message, right? You're like taking an animal that is a cute little thing, and you're showing kids that they can own an animal. Can anybody ever really own an animal? And then that they're stuffing it? Ugh, I don't even want to think about that. That's horrifying. All right, uh, this was another story that I found kind of fun. There was a woman, and this is kind of a debate. You can answer this question. I don't know what your response to this might be, but this is actually kind of an interesting debate. A woman claims that her kids were kicked out of their private uh, I believe it was a, um, I believe it was a Baptist school. It's a private Christian Baptist school because she is a OnlyFans model. So you might be asking yourself, what is OnlyFans? Uh, if you are pretending that you don't know what OnlyFans is, and so I will play along with that, and I will tell you what OnlyFans is. According to Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia, OnlyFans is an internet content subscription service used primarily by sex workers who produce pornography, but it also hosts the work of other content creators such as physical fitness experts and musicians. Content on the platform is user-generated and it's monetized via monthly subscriptions, tips, and pay-per-view. Creators are paid 80% of these fees. So basically, you can go on OnlyFans and you can uh, you know, post photos or videos of yourself doing whatever, and people then pay you to do it. And I mean, it is what it sounds like. Uh, so, okay. In Florida, there's this mom, like I just told you, there's this mom in Florida, and she is one of these women on the site. And she was advertising her 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 uh, site on the back of her car with, you know, you see those sometimes you see like people's, uh, you know, like hit me up on uh, maybe there'll be a uh, hashtag something or there might be a, literally a website on the back. Of, you know, people who advertise businesses advertise with websites on the side of their car. So this is her business. She's advertising on the back window of her car and it's pretty big. Uh, listen to how this new station in Florida sets this up. This is WFTV in Florida. They set up the story. They use way too many onlys because they're trying to be funny and get OnlyFans in there, but they're using way too many onlys in the setup. 
New at six, it's OnlyFans versus Angry Parents. A local mom put her OnlyFans account on her car to try and draw some more attention to her online subscription-only business. But that's not the only thing this OnlyFans oh. ad attracted at her children's private Christian school. Well, that's not the only thing. Uh, all right, so this is kind of interesting. One of the moms at the school was not happy about this. And she posted this little tiny video. On, this is just a chunk of the tiny video. But she posted this video online. And she's kind of saying, hey, I don't love that this is at the school. It's a distraction to the kids. And this is how it sounded online. This is what I am looking at when I pull up behind one of these vehicles. And so she showed, there's a picture that she shows of the, uh, of the uh, lady's vehicle, the lady on OnlyFans. And she showed the vehicle, and this is what she sees every day, apparently, when she pulls into school to drop her kids off at their uh, Christian school. And she says that the decals, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, she says the decals on the car are so huge that they cover the entire back of the woman's car. Like, she has two cars that she normally drives her kids in, and they cover the entire back window of the two cars. Not just a tiny, tiny little emblem on the back of a car. It is taking up the entire windshield, back windshield of two vehicles. So the, the uh, woman in question, uh, she's not in question. She admits to it. She talks about it. Her name is Michelle Klein. She has a different name that she goes by on the uh, adult content site, OnlyFans. But she says that the decals are there to advertise what she does. And she doesn't, have a pro she doesn't think anybody should have a problem with it. Well, it's definitely linked to, you know, explicit content, adult content for sure. Klein, who goes by Piper Fawn, says OnlyFans is her business and way of life. My husband and I had this, you know, little wild, you know, behind closed doors lifestyle that we've now decided to share. Oh, a little behind closed doors that they've decided to share. Do you guys think that's a problem that, at, you know, I guess I guess the problem here is that you have parents at a, uh, a pretty strict religious school are saying that they don't agree with this and that they think that pornography is wrong. I mean, that's... You know, that's what they're saying. And they're saying that to for, for somebody to be advertising a pornography website, with, and the mom herself admits that it is adult content, it's not for kids, at the school as they're driving around does make it kind of awkward. Uh, so she said, the, the mom, her name is Michelle Klein again. She's the, uh, she's the one on the OnlyFans website. She says that the school kind of gave her an ultimatum. I was forced to have to, um, you know, take it off or not come on campus. So she, what they asked her to do was, uh, essentially they said, you need to take this off your car. And she said, well, I don't want to take it off my car. And so then they said, all right, well, you can't bring this car to campus. She said, well, I got to get my kids to school somehow. And so what she started to do was parking across the street so that she could walk her kids to school and then uh, and then they wouldn't have to see the decal. And the reporter asked her, the reporter says, well, why don't you just take it off? Why not take the decal off? And that would seem like an easy thing to say, for sure. But for me, you know, it's, it supports my family. This provides a, a very comfortable way of life for us. And it's legal. You know, I pay taxes just like everyone else. But I'm not breaking the law. I just offended people. She just defended people. She's not breaking the law. She's not wrong there, absolutely. And the school did say, you know, that she needs to take it off her car. I wonder if they tried paying her just to take the decal off. I wonder if that would work. Um, maybe not. It's a bad joke. Uh, but she says uh, the, the other mother who's upset about this, apparently there's a few moms at the school who are upset about this. They say they think it's a major distraction to their kids. That's a distraction to my children. And no matter how poorly or how good I parent, Porn is there, and if that's kind of the first thing they're seeing when they're going into um, a place that should be educating them. So what's interesting is they have uh, actually kicked her kids out of the school now, and the school is saying, listen, if you would consider, uh, we would consider re-enrolling your kids in the future if you remove the decals, 
And they also want her to terminate her pornographic websites, which she's not going to do because she's making a ton of money doing it. Before this story blew up and it was everywhere, she said she was making $20,000 a month, which, you know, it's a very comfortable living for her family. So she's not going to stop doing it. Now, I can only imagine how much money she's probably making now because that's just kind of how these stories tend to go. Somebody gets a lot of press, they get more clicks. And when you get more clicks, you're making more money. Uh, but what do you think? Do you think it's a good idea for her to be ki- her kids to be kicked out of the school? Or is that kind of taking it out on the kids? Yes, it is her mom. She, she's the one doing it. Like the kids aren't on the website, obviously. Um, this is just something that they disagree with. This is a, a choice that the mom is making. But she says she's doing it with just her husband and they're filming it and sharing it with people in a private setting in their own homes who want to pay extra money for it. But I can totally see also why the school is not happy that she's doing it because it is a private uh, religious school and the school has some very strong feelings about uh, this type of activity. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if like this ends up within a, um, uh, in a, in a legal dispute. I don't know that it will. But who knows? It's a very interesting story. I can see both sides of it. All right, we got a lot more coming up. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. Hope you guys are having a wonderful night. Thank you guys so much for listening to this show. I just can't say it enough. We really, really appreciate you guys listening. And you've been listening a lot. Our ratings are great. Uh, our our uh, listener interaction is great. You guys are like, we are flooded with text messages during the show, which we love. 888-973-5476. Anytime you guys want to text us, we try our best. We can't get to all of them, but we tried our best to get to as many as we possibly can. The engagement is fantastic. So thank you guys so much. If you have any stories, ideas, or anything like that you want to send me, feel free. We're always interested in that kind of stuff. So I love it. All right, but let's get to, oh, and download the podcast. Kyra Nights with Jake Scorheim. We really do appreciate that. So please download that. We love when it gets delivered right to your phone. We're always posting extra stuff there. Find us on all the social media sites. We do lots of great stuff. So check it out. All right, let's get to it. We always save the very best for last. So here's a question for you guys. And this is funny. I'm going to play you a really funny clip here. So it's not just going to be boring. Do you guys care about the border? It's kind of one of those things that every time I see it, every time I see a news story about the border, I just kind of roll my eyes and go, oh, oh, border, boring. But there's a lot of people crossing over the border right now. Listen to this. The number, and this was this story was kind of like highlighting that it's improving, or at least it did month over month, it improved, but it's still kind of a crazy number. But listen to this. The number of migrant encounters at the Southwest border plummeted 42% from December to January, but it was still a record high to start the calendar year. So according to the U.S. Border Patrol and Customs, they, uh, uh, border protection officers encountered 176,294 migrants just last month in January. Isn't that nuts? But the previous month, the prior month, whatever you say, in December, they encountered 302,034. So over 300,000 migrants. So that's almost 500,000 migrants in two months. How do you deal with something like that? Like, where are all these people going? Uh, how, where are they finding work? Where are they finding houses? I'm seeing stories all the time in various states around the country because Texas and Arizona, they're shipping a lot of these folks up to different countries. Like, I'm sorry, not different countries, different states. They're shipping them up to Maine. They're shipping them to New York. They're shipping them to any any area. I'm sure they're shipping them up to Seattle as well. But where are all these people going? That's a lot of folks, like 500,000 people every two months. Is that sustainable? I don't know. Great question. I don't think it is. Uh, Dana Carvey 
has a really funny bit about this. He was recently talking about this on his podcast. He's got a great podcast, by the way. You should check it out. It's called Fly on the Wall. Uh, Dana Carvey was doing some impressions of Biden, who was dealing with the border issue. Because that's all anybody's ever talking about now. They talk about the border all the time. And especially as we're now in an election year, the border's a big deal. It just is. So this is Dana Carvey as Biden dealing with the border. Enjoy. I started with Biden because the border's all the rage. Now everyone's crazy for the border. Mm-hmm. So I did Biden uh, three years ago and he's at a press conference, you know, Mr. President, uh, do you have any idea of how you're going to handle the crisis at the border? And Biden's like, first of all, let's get our facts straight. There's no crisis at the border. Come on. And he goes, how do you know, sir? He goes, because it says so on the piece of paper. Come on. They just handed me. It says on the paper. <laughs> There's a paper right there. I close it. And then recently, everyone wants to close the border. Everyone's screaming. Biden's up there. I'll close the border harder than anyone's ever closed the border. I know how to close border. Come on, Jack. But the press is like, but last time, get your facts straight. I'll beat you the hell out of you. Will your dog pays the phone his shoulder? Come on. Let's do some push-ups. I'll close the border like nobody's ever closed it. The border, the border patrol, the border, border can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> can't believe it's not butter. Uh, very funny. Dana Carver's a very funny guy. All right, uh, that's it for us. We run out of time. I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. We've had a blast doing it for you. Check out the podcast, all the stuff. I've already, I've already pitched everything to you. I have nothing left to pitch to you. I have nothing left to give you. I've given you so much of myself tonight, and I thank you for taking it. I thank you. We have a lot more coming up tomorrow, so don't miss it. But right now, I got to go home. I got to get some sleep so I can come back tomorrow bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. All right, guys. Night-night. <laughs>